You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share here significant and heartfelt messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face your challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. You have nothing to prove. There's nothing to prove. Everybody say that. There's nothing to prove. We want to preach on that. This is our second installment. We want to speak to young people. Are you young? Raise your hand if you're young. Wow. Well, it's true. World Youth Day, according to the Catholic Church, would say that, you know, you're part of World Youth Day if you're 40 and below. Huh? Wow. Some people are still sad. Uh, <laughs> Actually, the whole series of Loud, we want to speak to young people, but we also want to speak to anyone who has young people in their lives. We want to challenge you that you can be a blessing to the young person in your life, whether that young person is your child, your nephew, your niece, friends of your children, friends of your nephews and niece, you know, your young co-workers. We want you to be a blessing. So that's the challenge. We want young people to grow in maturity, specifically spiritual maturity. Can everybody say that? We're not talking of religious maturity. Spiritual maturity is the fruit of religious maturity. Religious maturity would be, you know, praying in church, reading the Bible. I mean, all that, knowing about doctrine here and there. That's what you call religious maturity. That's not enough. No, that. That's actually useless without spiritual maturity. Let let me define what spiritual maturity. Complete sentence. What is spiritual maturity? Spiritual maturity is the capacity to love like Christ. That's it. Can everybody say that with me? The capacity to love like Christ. That is spiritual maturity. And we want young people to have that capacity. But how? Ask me how. You know this. Love can only come from love. You cannot give what you do not have. The human heart is a love tank. Can everybody say love tank? I wrote a book titled How to Fill Your Love Tank. I, I spoke about this and I, wanna, I, wanna, I want to re-echo again re-echo again. No, I want to echo again. <laughs> that that the, the love tank has to be filled. My dear friends, please listen. Everybody say, I'm listening. A young person who is troubled is usually a young person with an empty love tank. Did you get that? No, I'll, I'll rewind, rewind. A young person that is troubled. And have you met young people that are troubled? Lost, directionless, you know, going through the vices or going through the wrong crowd and, 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 and they don't know where to go and what's going to happen. You know, when you see a young person that's troubled, you, you, it's, most of the time it's a young person that has an empty love tank. That's the reason why. Now, why? Ask me why. Why is the young person's empty love tank empty? I'll tell you why. Two words. Dysfunctional families. The adults in their lives, the parents, etc., they were supposed to pour in love on that person's love tank and was unable to do so, usually because the parents themselves have empty love tanks. And that's 
Today, we want to ask that big question. Now, why dysfunctional families? You've got absentee parents. You've got alcoholic parents. You've got abusive parents. You know, it doesn't have to be that extreme. It could be parents who have very high expectations, some of them unreasonable. I remember talking to a guy. He said when he was a young boy, he just wanted to make his father happy, and he could not. His dream is that his father would one day say, I'm proud of you, son. If there are parents in this room, if there are fathers and mothers, when was the last time that you've ever said those words to your kids? I'm proud of you, son. I'm proud of you, daughter. If you've never said those words, please, I beg you, you say it at the opportune time. There are some of you here, your parents never said those words to you. Yes or no? I don't want to embarrass you by asking you to raise your hand, but I am sure that there are some people here in this room. Ang kuripot na mga magulang magbigay ng salitang ganun. I was going to say it in English, but kuripot. Never mind. For once, the, some of the foreigners watching this video say, what is he saying? Never mind. Friend, this, this guy, let me tell you the story of this guy. He, he, wanted, he wanted his father just to say, I'm proud of you. So when he was a young boy, he studied hard because he knew that was a value for his father. And he was so happy that one day, almost all his grades were B+. And he really worked hard for it. He goes home with a report card and, and, and brings it to his father. And he's waiting for the face of his father to break up into a smile. To, 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 to tell him that he was proud, that, that he had a son that was intelligent. But, but the father got the report card, looked at it. And, and he saw it was almost all B+. And you know what the father said? What's wrong with you? Why only B plus? Why not A? And his young heart was crushed. And he tried. And he worked at it. And after one year, he comes back to his father. Presents the, the report card. They were all A's. Straight A's. And the father got the card, looked at the card, and you know what the father said? Oh, but A lang. Why not A plus? And, and then the father said this, you know why this is not an A plus? Because you're lazy. You know, when I heard that story, I wanted to go straight to that father and I wanted to tell him, hello, I wish somebody videoed it so that you can watch your reaction. Listen to me. Your son has straight A's and you called him lazy? There's something wrong with your brain. You know, you, know, you know what I wanted to tell him? I wanted to tell him, I thank God you're not my father. Because my average grade was 75. And there were many times, you know, I had two Waterloos, math and Filipino. And I would get 72 and 73 on those subjects. And on the day, there were days when my report card was all black. 
That means that I had no failing grade. That means that I was able to have an average of 75. Nothing below that. And on those days, my mom would have fried chicken and ice cream at home. And my sisters would come home from from school and they would say, Mom, whose birthday is it? And my mom would say, something better than a birthday. A miracle happened. Bo passed. You know, I, I, I tell, I, I say this to all the parents. You know, yes, I mean, do, do, do you know what my mom and my dad would do when I would give them a report card with, with, a, with a red number? Meaning to say there was, there's a 74 or a 73 or a 72 there, tucked in there. And you, you know what my mom and my dad would do? Ask me what? I still remember vividly in my mind. I give the report card, of course, a little bit ashamed, you know. And you know, my mom and my dad, I don't know why they did this, but they looked at it and they said, oh, try harder, son. That's it. Period. No screaming, no scolding, no shouting, no shaming. I don't know why they're made that way, but they just said, they just shrugged their shoulders. No big fuss. They just said, I know you can try, you can do better. You know, there, there, there's, there's a difference between challenging. Challenging is, is saying, son, I trust you. I believe in you. You're intelligent. You can do it. And there's the other thing of, ah, but get it What are you? You know, there, there, there's, you know, I, I really, parents, are you listening to me? Will you please stop trying to prove yourself? Using your kids. You're, you're, you've, you've, got to, you've got to understand something. That, that one of the... Look at me. My grades were horrible. Look at me. Would you want your kids to be like me? Am I successful enough for you? Don't make it a big fuss. There's, there, you know, it's... Kids... Listen to me. When, when your parents are there and they're ganging up on you and they're screaming and shaming you, you just look at them, you know, because you've got bad grades. You, you just look at them and you say, Mom, in heaven, grades don't matter. I mean, it's my favorite line, right? My favorite line. How do you fill up a love tank? Everybody say, how do you fill up a love tank? God does it through our spiritual experiences. When you pray... God pours love into your love tank. Yes or no? When you read scripture, through the sacraments, when you attend mass, you know, when you go to confession, God pours love into your love tank. Friend, even at the feast, even at the feast, every day people come up to me in the mall, they walk to me, Brother Bo, thank you for making the feast. I attend the small feast in my neighborhood and wow, we're small, we're few, but God, God, God's there and you know, I thank God, God does it. But, everybody say, but. A religious experience is not enough. Here's, here's what I believe. God designed to pour love into a human heart through human relationships. And I believe that young people are supposed to receive love from adult relationships. Young people need adults to be there to be able to pour in love. You know, in, instead of getting a report card and saying, prove to me. 
Prove to me you're worthy of my love. Prove to me you're worthy of my attention. Come on, give me good grades and then I will love you. You know, that's absolutely nuts. Young people are living in a world where the world gives conditions. And rightly so. We live in that world where there are conditions to get promoted or to get a sale or to prosper a business. You know, there, there are conditions. But some things should not have conditions. Even as a kid, you know, uh, share your toys. If you share your toys, toys, I'll give you a smiley sticker. Study tonight, and if you study tonight, you can play a video game on Saturday. And that's fine. Those things are fine. Be a good boy or girl. If you're a good boy, I'll give you a chocolate chip cookie. That's okay. But some things, everybody say, some things should have no conditions. Some things should have no conditions. Some things should be given without conditions. Your love, your presence, your listening ear, your encouragement, your affirmation, your honor. Your, am I speaking to somebody here in this room? Everybody, listen to me. Your kids, young people around you must receive some things without condition to be able to receive that message. I have a, I've got a reading. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4 is the temptation of Jesus. The devil tempted Jesus. And the devil tempted Jesus three times. We're going to read it. Verse 3, chapter 4. The devil said to Jesus, if you, are the son of, if you are the Son of God, if you are God's Son, order these stones to turn into bread. Can everybody say, if you are God's Son? In verse 6, gives you the second temptation. If you are God's Son, read it again. If you are God's Son. So it began in the same line, right? Throw yourself down. For the scripture says, God will give orders to his angels about you. They will hold you up with their hands so that not even your feet will be hurt on the stones. You notice this? The devil quotes the Bible. It doesn't mean that if you know the Bible, you're, you're, you're of God, right? It's right here, right here. And then the third temptation, verse 8. Then the devil took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all its greatness. All this I will give you, the devil said, if you kneel down and worship me. My dear friends, three temptations, all of them a direct assault on Jesus' perceived identity as the Son of God. Notice temptation number one. If you are God's Son, turn this stone into bread. Second temptation. If you are God's Son, throw yourself, let the angels catch you. If you are. Third temptation is worse. You're not God's Son. That's why you need to worship me. And if you worship me, I'll give you the power as though you are God's son. I want you to know that when you read the Bible, the context is very important. Everybody say context. Do you know what happened before chapter 4, the temptation of Jesus? Ask me, what happened? Before chapter 4, ask me, what happened? It's chapter 3. And do you know what happened in chapter 3? Right before the temptation of Jesus is the baptism of Jesus. John the Baptist baptizes Jesus. Jesus rises out of the water and there was this loud voice from the Father. And the Father said, This is my own dear Son with whom I am well pleased. This is my Son. This is, this is His identity. There, you know, re, Please understand, the devil loves asking, 
prove to me that you are God's son. Show me some evidence. Turn this stone into bread. Jump yourself off this cliff and let the angels catch you. If the angels catch you, you are indeed God's son. But God says right before the temptation, Here is my own dear son with whom I am well pleased. There is nothing to prove. There is no evidence needed. You have my favor. You have my name. You have my authority. You have the identity as the son of God. I am so revved up. When, when you understand this, then, then, then you get it. That the battle is in your mind. That the devil will always tell you, prove to me. Prove it that you are God's child. Prove it that God loves you. Prove it that you deserve love. Come on, prove it. But it is God who will always tell you, there's nothing to prove. I already love you. There's nothing to prove. You have my identity in you. There is nothing to prove. And today, I, I, I want to speak this word. Can we all stand up? I, I just... You know, when I was doing ministry work as a teenager... And in my 20s, all, all through my 20s, parents in droves would come up to me because I was so young. I mean, think about it. I was preaching as a teenager. Parents would come up to me, you know, and, and, and they will ask me one question, very common. Brother Bo, what did your parents do to you that made you who you are? Because we're parents and we want to do what your parents did to you with our kids. We want to do the same thing to our kids so that they become like you. And, and I love that question. It, you, I was asked, that at, the, at the beginning, when, when the parents would ask me that question so often, I, I didn't know what to say. I said, what did my parents do to me to make me who I am? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> but then, as they kept on asking, and they kept on asking, and they kept on asking, I was able to boil it down on one thing. You want to know what I told them? I said, when I was a boy, my father would come home from work and he would look for me and he would say, let's jog. And, and he was not a great jogger. He would jog in our garage. We had a car parked in the garage and he would jog around the car and me following him. And no, he would not have a hundred circles. No, maybe just ten. And then he'll sit down and I'll sit in his lap and then he would open the newspaper and we would read the newspaper together comics section you know what I want you to know that those few minutes every night meant the world to me it meant so much it built a foundation in me that there was something good and wonderful about me because my father loved hanging out with me Every Saturday, my father would say, Bo, let's walk. We lived in Cobao, and we would walk to the commercial center about 15 minutes away. Hand in hand, we would walk there. Then we would go to a toy store, and my father would say, Bo, play. And I would play. And after that, my father would say, okay, let's go home. He'd not buy a single toy. Just made me play in the toy store. And, and then my, and I'd go home. 
And I would not be sad. No, I'd be happy because my hand was filled. I'd be holding his big hand and my small hand. And we'd, we'd, we'd go home. And before going home, we'd stop by a hot dog stand. Hot dog on a stick. And, and I'd be eating that hot dog, holding that one hot dog in, in my one hand and his, his hand in the other. No one taught him to have dates with his son the way we teach everybody here at the feast. But he just knew what to do. I want you to know that my, my childhood, my, my young life was... I, I, had, I had a traumatic experience as, as in my young life. I was molested twice. My grades were horrible. I was a loner. I was an introvert. I was socially awkward. Very socially awkward. I was not good in sports. I don't know if my father expected me to be good in sports. I don't know. I really don't. But, but you know, I was the only boy in the family. I had five daughters. I was his only boy. Maybe he had. I don't know. But I was horrible in sports. My classmates, all of them would laugh at me. Even my gym teacher would laugh at me. I had only one sport that I was good at. Jackstones. Because I had five elder sisters. And, but, but, you know, you know they'll say, oh, saka magaling. What sport are you good in? I, I, I would rather say nothing than jackstones because that would be worse, right? And yet, I went through those traumas and able to survive all of them. Bad grades, self-doubt, etc. Because there was a foundation built by my father who I mean he knew this that I was not as brainy as his daughters that, he, that, that, that his son did not have very good grades that he was his son was socially awkward his, his son was not good in sports but he he turned a blind eye on all of that And he spent time with me. And he loved me. And he did not say this with his lips. But he said this with his life. Bo, there's nothing to prove. I love you as you are. And... This is the message of God to every single person in this room. You have the favor of God already. As you are. Where you are. He loves hanging out with you. That's the God that you have. And I want you to receive this love. So that you you can give this love. To the young people around you. Let's pray. If you can lift up your hands like this, as a, just say, Jesus, I receive your love, your unconditional love. I have your favor in my life. I have your approval. I am worthy. You made me worthy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, please visit lightfam.com 
podcasts.